0: Can we just start out by saying that every marriage has conflict? I mean, everyone has different views. We have different personalities. We were raised differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not always going to see eye to eye. But what we want to discover is that strong, successful marriages turn toward each other when those disagreements come. Uh, spouses that prioritize the relationship, they aren't normally stubborn or domineering. Now, sometimes we get a little stubborn streak <laughs> in us, We do, but it's not the norm. Um, these couples are willing to accept influence from their spouse. They show an openness and they want to know the opinions and the thoughts of their husband or wife.
1: That's right. And so in today's podcast, we're going to share several suggestions that can help you mm-hmm. and your spouse and us when that argument hits. One of them might just be exactly what you need to hear. Thank you for joining the Marriage by the Word podcast.
0: Here we will have meaningful conversations to encourage you in your marriage relationship and point you to God's Word.
1: Our desire is for you,
0: and for us,
1: to have a thriving, Christ-led home. Finally, we have a new office.
0: We do. It's taken
1: longer than we thought it was going to to get everything up and running. But moving from Kentucky to Tennessee was actually an adventure.
0: It really was. And we do like adventures.
1: We do. Now we're excited to see what God has in store for Marriage by the Word. So check out our Facebook and Instagram. There we are posting short videos, giving tips of, on marriage armor that can protect our marriages from the enemy's schemes.
0: Right. Okay, let's get started. Let's get started. Need to ask a question. How are you doing with the disagreements in your home? Um, You know, and we're going to be honest that we still struggle sometimes, even after 40 years of marriage, (laughs) seeing eye to eye. uh, We're still individuals. Uh, We still have individual ideals, and we perceive sometimes what the other one said in the wrong way. Um, We still get things in our head, and we determine that we're right, but thankfully, we have learned some things, you know. We've learned to back up and take a breath, and yes. and to talk things through. And and we, I'm um, I'm really thankful we've learned to apologize quickly. Yes. And um, I want you to think about that throughout this podcast. That we do need to be willing to apologize. We don't like things to stay lopsided for too long. Uh, we resolve the disagreement and then we move on.
1: That's right. It's taken Um, a few years to do that.
0: But you know what? After 40 years, it would be (laughs) sad if we didn't learn something about conflict in all these years. That's
1: for sure. So let's, let's break this down into several bite sized pieces and stick with us through the podcast so you don't miss that one suggestion Mm -hmm. that might just really change how you handle things when it gets to the heat of the moment your goal should be to get along as a team working together. And team is such a big word, especially in our family. Even when our kids were little, we became a team and they Mm -hmm. were so excited about being a team. So, you know, you should never worry if you're going to be a winner or a loser because that's the wrong goal. Our goal should be as a team and that our, and our, after our relationship with God, our marriage and our family are the most important things Mm -hmm. in our lives.
0: Okay. Let's get started. Number one,
1: number one,
0: do not try to solve anything when you're mad or upset. It's not going to work. I mean, ladies, you need to understand your husband can't even hear you when his blood pressure is up. He doesn't even hear what you're saying. So in all seriousness, you all need to back up, uh, go your separate ways, decide to come back, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour or two, don't wait days. But, um, but, haven't agreed upon time to come back after you've kind of cooled down, you've had time to think, and also time to pray, and then you can talk about the matter. Now, number two, when you do come back, you need to listen to the other side. Give them a chance to voice their opinion, their needs, their desires, their concerns. Um, Dr. John Gottman, in his book, 10 Lessons to Transform Your Marriage, he even says that it's good to take notes while they're explaining their side to help you understand. Now, the reason I like this, and some of you are going (laughs) to say, I'm not going to take notes. Well, you know, we want to work on this so that we can handle our arguments in a better way. But if you're taking notes, possibly you're not forming your reply while your spouse is still talking. And we've all done that. And we don't even hear what they're saying because we're forming what we want to say back to them. Listen, it's imperative for you to listen, Um, in fact, to the point, and we've we've used this in counseling before, to have the other spouse repeat back Mm -hmm. what they heard, Mm -hmm. because sometimes we hear things differently than how our spouse said it. We do.
1: We do, for sure. I mean, how many times Mm
0: -hmm. have I said to you, Jeff, something that you said, and you said, I didn't say that. A lot, but I heard <laughs> something completely different. So if you do hear it differently and if you repeat it back, that gives them a chance to say, no, that's not what I meant. This is what I said. Mm-hmm. So we need to hear the real conversation. We need to listen to the entire conversation. That's right.
1: Okay. And you should never make your spouse pay for being honest. And I have done this. I, I have done this in our marriage. <laughs> I have made you pay for, you know, that kind of thing but we should be able to feel so open with our spouse. We should be able to say anything and share anything with them and not feel like that we're going to, there's going to be a retaliation about it. Um, you know, you have an intimacy with that person you know, your spouse that you don't have with anybody else. And mm-hmm. so you should be able to tell them anything and there shouldn't be any kind of repercussions at all. Um, don't make your spouse pay for being honest. And that's just really important and, and because it will lead into serious issues sometimes, but don't make them pay for being honest. Yeah.
0: And to, to help understand that, have you ever said, or heard someone say, I could never hmm. tell my spouse that, yes. or are you crazy? Mm-hmm. He would never agree to that. You know, that they're not even going to bring it up.
1: That's the absolutes.
0: And, uh, and we'll talk about those in a minute. That's right. Um, but, but And we even bring it up to each other now. If we start to make the other pay, we'll say, whoa, you know, we've recognized it now. So now we can we can talk about it and kind of laugh about it and realize what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And talking about absolutes, because it kind of leads into that, you know, we need to make take the absolutes out. Uh, several years ago, we did a study with about by John and Stacey Eldridge called Love and War. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before, but one of the best it is one of the best studies. But... There are phrases that we do in our marriage, like "you always take your mother's side," or "you never take out the trash," or "things will never change." You know, you can't you can't say those kind kind of things. So that's never, not true. Always. Those yeah. words can just lead to uh, uh, defensiveness and and make the argument continue on stronger. Um, we've all said those kind of things. You know, the point is that it's satan's way of flaming the fire by doing those absolutes and saying those things that are never or always he puts those absolutes in there to just make the argument even stronger and bigger and so we need to be very careful about that of how we respond and how we communicate and what we say to our spouse so that it doesn't make the argument become stronger or bigger than it wasn't yeah. already.
0: Yeah. And, and they're, they're, most of the time they're not true. True. I mean, your spouse probably sometimes takes out the trash, you know, <laughs> they, I mean, they're, they're, and that's, that's the point. And this was so important in that study. Mm-hmm. And it became kind of fun, um, that, that we learned to laugh about that and apologize. And even the marriage team that did this study together, if we heard someone say, oh, she'll never do that mm. real quick, we'll say, oh, that's an absolute. You no. can't say that. Um, So it's good when we can admit when we're wrong, when we can step back and admit that and apologize. Again, learn to say you're sorry. Learn to apologize Mm -hmm. and learn to accept apologies. That's huge uh, in this process. So pay attention to your words. Admit when you mess up. And let's go on. Number four. Four. when we talk about laughing at some things, Dr. Gottman again in the lessons, the 10 lessons to transform your marriage, he talked about repair attempts and that's when one spouse tries to kind of lighten the mood, Mm -hmm. maybe with a smile or a bit of humor, maybe with an apology and don't be offended by that because your spouse is turning toward you. And that's what we said. Mm -hmm. Successful marriages, they turn toward each other. Now, You, Jeff, (laughs) used to do this all the time years ago in our marriage, and it would frustrate me. And I didn't
1: even know what it was.
0: No, and he would make a little joke or something, and it would just irritate me. Well, when I was doing my master's program and I read this, I was shocked. I mean, I immediately went to you and read what these repair attempts were, and then I had to apologize (laughs) because Jeff, the entire time, was turning toward me. He was trying to calm things down a little bit with a little humor and, and bring the heat down. Um, so recognize that and don't be offended. Appreciate your spouse for that.
1: Well, you, you have done some of those things too, and I've recognized it since you have done those what they are. So finding out what a repair attempt was, was, was key. Yeah, (laughs) for both of us. It was a big deal for both of us. Okay. So if there's a major decision, and it it may take more than one discussion to mm-hmm. get through a major decision decision that you that you have, but don't really let that upset you. Because decide when you're going to discuss it. Come together at a certain time and plan it, um, because you want to take time to pray beforehand and leading up to that, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you are prayed. You know, both of you have time to take take this to the Lord in prayer. Before you meet, it's going to diffuse the situation, I promise you, when you put uh, God and praying for that right in the middle of the decision that you're making. Also, a a really good thing to do is to brainstorm possible solutions to every decision that you make. It may really sound crazy, but if you will write down all the different possibilities that could happen for a certain decision, uh, no matter what it is, then you can work on those things together and it can be fun. It can be kind of fun when you do it, but it'll also be something that you're doing together that you can be able to uh, figure out a solution to a problem together. Um, and it does work.
0: It does work and we've done this together ourselves. Mm -hmm. We've done this with couples in counseling. Uh, but now, in doing this, this means that you have to be a person that's willing to listen that's to the right. other's opinions. That's
1: right. All of this is that. Absolutely. All of I this mean is if that.
0: you are gonna be stubborn and hard headed, this isn't gonna work. Uh, but 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 you need to listen to what the Bible says and we could go on and on with scriptures, but just let me read Philippians two, three and four. It says Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interest of others so don't forget the fruit of the spirit god expects us to be kind compassionate Mm -hmm. peaceful Mm -hmm. i mean the list just goes on and on so if you're willing to do this this is a fun um assignment um to do together that's right
1: okay now the other side of this coin is there could be some issues that will not be resolved like they just they just aren't going to be able to go away very easily mm-hmm. but you need to have regular conversations about them and trying to work together to to tolerate the issue um don't don't become so gridlocked or so hard-headed about it that you refuse to compromise and to listen to different suggestions Keep the communication open. Of course, we've said that many times in a lot of things, but especially through decisions like this or arguments or whatever, keep the communication open. You know, it might be a difficult family member that you have to to cope with. They don't just go
0: away. They don't go
1: away. (laughs) And (laughs) And you can't
0: make them be what you want them to be. They don't
1: change. No. They don't change. Um, so it could be that. It could be uh, a situation at work where you have long hours that you just cannot change and, or a difficult coworker or something right. like that. It's, you know, there are some things that just aren't able to get resolved very easily. So make sure that you communicate together, mm-hmm. that you are uh, there again, you're a team going into this. And so you want to communicate as a team and try to work out this, this, this situation and what you can do to get through it, even though it may not be resolved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You want to, you want to work together and and don't let that person or that job or whatever it is to divide you. That's right. Okay. So the last uh, suggestion that we have, and, and um, you may have not thought of this before, but if you've tried everything and you cannot come to a unified decision, then you might need to seek outside counsel. Now, this could be a Christian counselor or a pastor or even a Christian couple. It just needs to be someone or a couple that you both trust and that whatever they say, you would be willing to accept. So we're not saying you're just going to marriage counseling. You're just choosing that person or that couple that you're going to take this issue to and you're going to ask their opinion. And whatever they decide after maybe they pray about it and they talk with you about it then you are going to be willing to do it That's right. and and you're going to trust them um, and in doing this you're admitting that maybe you're not looking at it the right way you need to, to trust someone else to see it clearly and we applaud you mm-hmm. if you're willing to do this mm-hmm. and there are those who, who are we applaud you because sometimes we need another perspective and again unity is what we're after and
1: we don't know it all i mean we don't know it all no one in in their marriage knows <laughs> we think it all we do sometimes we, we you know we we do we, and especially young couples always think that they right off the bat they think they know everything about marriage but yeah they learn very quickly that's not true but even if you've been married a long time you still can learn you can still grow in your marriage and you can still become stronger today than you were yesterday
0: and you know what? There's some things it's okay. Even if you really still think that you're right, it's okay to let the other spouse, mm-hmm. um, make the choice choose on something. Yeah. You got to choose your battles. Where, what battles are you going to die on that hill and <laughs> and you don't want to die on every hill. Um, Philippians again, in one ten says for, I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. And can we just ask you, what really matters? Jeff, what really matters?
1: Well, God matters. And leading people to the Lord matters and being able to be a witness for, for him matters.
0: We, we don't even have time to major on the minors. No. We uh, read a book a few years ago by Francis Chan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, You and Me Forever. It's an
1: amazing book.
0: Yeah, and, and he talked about, and it's deep, it's not, it I mean is. it's deep, but he talked about they are so busy doing God's work, they don't have time for, for trivial Um, disagreements and arguments and and we want to understand that ourselves and we want to help you to understand that that's right now we're saying this assuming that you have a relationship with Christ that you and your spouse do if if one of you don't it changes everything it does Um, And we want you to check out our website, marriagebytheword.com. We have the plan of salvation on there. We Mm -hmm. would encourage you to read that. We would encourage you to go to someone you know that has that personal relationship and talk with them because nothing is more important than that. No. Nothing.
1: And, And the whole point of Marriage by the Word is to point people to God and to point people to the Word of God. And like Debbie said, if you don't know Him as your personal Savior, then that's the key thing. That's the number one thing that you need to do in your life um, because the Lord's going to come back one of these days and we need to be ready for him.
0: Yeah. And when, and when we do have the Holy Spirit within us, it helps us to be willing to work together and turn toward each other. Your marriage
1: becomes something much more than it could ever be without God in it. Absolutely.
0: Okay. I think that wraps up our podcast for today.
1: Well, that's right. But remember, be intentional, love your spouse,
0: and love the Word. See you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to the Marriage by the Word podcast. For more marriage resources, visit marriagebytheword.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and our YouTube channel with the handle Marriage by the Word.